Now who's the dummy? 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 Now who's You want to use the back of your mouth. Try again. Now who's the dummy? Now who's the dummy? Now who's the dummy? Now who's the dummy? Your mouth is moving. If your mouth is moving, the effect is ruined. Try to keep your lips immobile. Mmm, dummy. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. All right, what are good zoo songs? The Zoo. The Zoo by Scorpions, of course. What else? I mean, Isn't all there that song was... that goes, It's All Happening at the Zoo? I don't even know who that is. The I don't new, know. The New Zoo Review. Oh, that's a good one. The new zoo it's review. the what, new zoo review. What about, uh, all I can think of was Zooropa. <laughs> um, what's that signified monkeys and the. Oh, dude, it's all happening at the zoo. Is, an, is The song is called At the Zoo. It's a Simon and Garfunkel jam. <laughs> all right. At the, okay. So that's a Simon and Garfunkel song? Yeah, wait. What are you doing? What's going on? I'm, I'm sharing the screen. Oh, no. Here we go. Pretty early for a screen share, wouldn't you say, Ben? Well, you wanted to hear this uh, song. You know this one? That's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't think so. You know that song where it's like the signified monkey and the... What, what song is that? I don't know. The signified monkey? Isn't, isn't that a line in the in the song? Hmm. I'll check. I share a birthday with Art Garfunkel. Oh, yeah? That's, that's my story. That's all I got. You don't share hair with Art Garfunkel. The Signified Monkey by Rudy Ray Moore. That sounds about right. Signifying Monkey is the name of some song of his. Let's see. Is that Rudy Ray Moore, the... Uh... Yeah, Dolomite. Dolomite? Wow. It's an eight-minute um, thing. I think this must be a comedy skit, not a song. There's the punk song about the zoo, but I don't think I'm going to put that on... Uh... Is that a Dead Milkman song? Sounds like it could be, but you're doing a playlist for the pre-show? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. There's 
two or three songs. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know that you have history with the song, but there's Shock the Monkey. Is that a zoo song? No. Mm. But I'm, I'm stretching it into just the animal kingdom. Sure is. So what are you guys up to? I, I, I'm on the road again. What, what road report is this? Well, I didn't. I just called it road report number one for this tour. I don't know. Uh, in, in the history of our road reports, do you want to do it that way? You want it to be road report number one? That's probably what it But I mean, you know, we swore we'd never do another road report, and here we are. You're the only one who swore. Gabe and I sat there and thought, well, I don't know if we want to say that. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. These are the best episodes, the ones where we have no. I wasn't going to say no quarter. I was going to say no rules. Guest? No guest. No. This is catch as catch can. So you, think that, that you, so you think this episode is going to be one of the best episodes? No, I think these guest list episodes on the road, the road uh-huh. reports are some of the best. Because you got stories hmm. from the stage. When, right. you, when you hear the phrase road report... In relation to our podcast, which is the episode that comes to mind? For me, it's the one where Janine had been drinking heavily and is in the hotel. With Janine? Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. The other good one was where uh, Ryan and I we had a pizza coming. That was a good one. No, that was good. Where, where was that pizza from, Ryan? Was that El Paso? It was in El Paso, and they had good New York pizza in El Paso. Where are you now? Where are we now? Great, great question. Maybe, uh, wh- where are we? We're in Evanston, Wyoming. We're in Evanston, Wyoming. That's it? You, you didn't make it further than that? What are you talking about? Where are you going to? I thought you were going west. We're going to Salt Lake City. I thought you were in Denver. We were in Denver, and now Den- we drove away from there. Jed? Scott, you sound like you've been singing. Like, do I sound bad again? I don't know, not bad, but you sound like you got a rasp. Like a man. Yeah, like a man. <laughs> I'm a man. Take it like a man. <laughs> don't make me do that again. Do it like a man. Act like um, a man. So you're halfway to, to Salt Lake City. We were in Denver last night, and uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Denver, Ben, but it's it's high, and it's dry. <laughs> and uh, it's it was a tough show last night to get through because, you know, it's so fucking dry and this record is not an easy one to sing so i laid it all out there buddy so uh, you know ah, that's what i was hoping to hear from you i, was... I did what i had to do mm-hmm. um yeah all right how well this it? is going really well what how was the show in denver how how were the people how were the what do you say people are from denver what are they called but I think the show's okay. I mean, we, we've we've been out. We've only done two shows so far, and we've been out for like what four days. Um, so, you know, we're making our way out west. The drives are very long, Gabe. I remember. I remember those long drives. Pulling a trailer, even. We're pulling a trailer, even. Yeah. I hated pulling a trailer. Why? I didn't. You don't remember when we popped a tire and the thing fishtailed and we. Uh, drove through the meridian the meridian oh you drove over the meridian i think we, they just call it the median whatever it is <laughs> the, the median, median yeah we, we popped it i was sleeping on the bunk in the back and we a tire popped we got a flat and the thing fishtailed and joe was driving and, and it went he went in the median into the grass back on the street 
He went into the grassy knoll. Yes, and it scared the hell out of me. I think we're on the East Coast. You don't remember this guy? No, but so were you thinking you were going to have a Cliff Burton moment there? Is that what was going yes, on? Yes, because I was on the bunk in the back, the loft bed. I was there. I never left. I never left my seat when you guys were changing the tire. <laughs> what do you afraid. mean? Oh, you were you afraid just to go were out laying there? You thought we were going to get hit? The whole accident. I was just scared to death when the thing popped. You're, I was dead, a dead sleep, and the thing went pop. And the thing fishtailed, and we had all our equipment back there. I mean, that's what I'm afraid of. I shouldn't say this because you're driving. You know, you're on the road. Well, I remember once I was out with Triple Fast Action, and we're dri- it was in Madison, actually. And we're driving, and you hear like the trailer go, and we stopped. We pulled off, and the tire zoomed right past us <laughs> and I was like there goes the tire that's pretty funny how are people digging the swag on the show you know after the show oh the swag is we got the good swag you thought that the the rock and roll professional was going to outsell the dummy heads I don't think that's happening really really I have hard data that says differently yeah but on the road <laughs> My hard data says differently. That's bad for me because I put the numbers in appropriately and now they're going to be swayed the wrong way and you're going to run out. Well, that's bad news for me and bad news for you. (laughs) Anyway, hopefully it's not too much for you after the show to mingle with the people. And and It? What do you mean? It's a lot of work, man. There's no mingling. There's no mingling. We, We show up at four, maybe earlier if we can get somebody to let us in, and we start setting up. Doors are at seven. We start at eight. The show's over around 11. And then by the time we're out of there, it's like one o'clock, and we go back to the hotel. And there's no time for anything. Have you ever written a song about the road? (laughs) It sounds like- you You mean like turn the page? I was just thinking, turn the page. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> no, songs about the road are, as a rule, pretty fucking stupid, right? I mean, what what are the best road songs? Turn the page. Can't hardly faithfully. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can't What'd hardly wait. Can't hardly wait is a road song. Yeah. Based on what? Every lyric in the song. Write you a oh. letter tomorrow. Can't tomorrow, tonight. I can't hold a pen. Uh, someone's got a stamp. That I can borrow. Right. Ain't you had enough of sleeping on people's floors and stuff like that? Yeah. And yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah, talking it. about whoever's driving the van. He never it's shares long, any smokes. Jesus rides besides me. He never shares any smokes. Who is this okay. we're talking how about? How did you not know? I mean, how could you forget that it's Jesus that rides beside him? How could you no forget, forget that Can't Hardly Wait is one of the great road songs? You didn't even realize it was a road song. I didn't how really can, you know, how put, is it, put it together. Because I, I learned the lyrics to remember and not to think about. <laughs> okay. It's a long way to the top is a road song, I would say, wasn't it? If you want to rock and roll? Yeah. That is, is a road ba- song. Is, is, is Gig Bag Road not a road song? Is it not a road song? I'm asking you. I suppose it's a road song. But okay. it's a very specific anti-road song. It's not a big rock star road song. It's oh. about <laughs> people who, you know, don't have hard shell cases. Well, on the road again, right? That's the course. that's the greatest. That's, that's a good not one. A hard rock song, but 
I mean, it is it as good as rock and roll band by Boston, though? American Band by Grand Funk. Yeah, I brought that up last week, too. That's a good song. Yeah. Would you want credit for bringing up an American band? Yeah. Well, I want Gabe to acknowledge that he didn't just come up with that on his own. I did. The song's been, like, on heavy rotation <laughs> since 1972. Who did a shitty cover of it? Was it Lenny Kravitz? No. Well, come on. No, I think he did the shitty cover of uh, American Woman. Oh, right, right. You're right. Maybe nobody's covered. Has anyone covered American Band? In a an official? Yeah, in like a, sense? hey, this is on the radio kind of thing. I think you know, I want to say that somebody like Helicopters could have done it. But you know what's a great helicopters cover is their cover of Strut by Bob Seger. That's a hot cover. Have you have you heard that one, Gabe? No. You know who covered We're an American Band? Rob Zombie. Oh, oh my God. That makes you know so much a, sense. Here's a road song. Night Songs by Cinderella. <sighs> Still going down that train. That track. That hole, that tube. <laughs> I don't boys know. Are I, back I, in, boys are back in town. Is that a road song? Is it? Could it be? What that would be a great th- one. That's what do you think song. of Thin Lizzy, Ben? I love that song. Do I know any other songs by them? You don't know other Thin Lizzy songs? I probably know a few more. I would think that's probably your favorite Thin Lizzy song because it sounds like Bruce yeah. Springsteen. Uh, boys are back in town sounds like Bruce Springsteen to you you don't think it sounds like Bruce Springsteen no very wordy very wordy like Bruce unbelievably wordy yeah oh sure in that sort of Van Morrison kind of way yeah the 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 verses yeah the sort of half spoken lots of stuff stuffed in yeah and the sort of lilt the lilt the the rhythm of it yeah I never thought of that though All right, good night. <laughs> I got some dumb questions. Great. That people this, want to know so, life on the let's road. Get, let's get this thing going somewhere. Who do uh, you got? What, do, you have, do you have a pack that you do for your personal clothing and items? Do you have like a certain number of outfits that you're like, okay, I'm on the road. I'm taking five days worth of clothes. I'm taking three days worth of clothes. I'm taking 10 days worth of clothes. Um... I think it's better to take less clothes, but I bought a huge suitcase this time because I couldn't decide what I was going to wear. It's almost like a, a wardrobe. Why? This, why but why that's you, not why your... No, that's just you, a... We're asking questions about what it's like to be local age <coughs> on the road. What you've learned over the years about how you like to do it. So this Close. is a new this is new luggage for you. This is not your normal suitcase. You decide you need to bring a bigger bag. A lot of clothes. We uh I'm also wearing a uh, a gorilla suit. Um the guys are wearing jumpsuits, but the gorilla for me is back. Is it the original gorilla or did you have to get another one? It's not the original gorilla. No. I I I'm a that it's not like wearing this gorilla outfit is healthy anyway, but like wearing that old gorilla, that's just, I mean, what, what, 
that's ringworm waiting to happen, right? I'm sure it is. I'm sure there's some diseases that went along with that, wherever it is. Well, this one is weird because uh, when I take it off every night, I've got my arms are covered in monkey hair, and uh, it's, it's it's pretty gross. You're selling merch with the gorilla suit on? No, I take the gorilla suit off <laughs> and go sell merch. Is it washable? The gorilla suit? Washable? Yeah. I don't know. But Might you're not dry, on dry clean trying. only. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Where did you get it? Did you go to like a, a fancy costume shop or oh, yeah, find yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Went to the gorilla, the gorilla suit place. Mm-hmm. What's the best gorilla suit movie? The best gorilla suit movie. Well, here's your options. Here's your choices: Pink Panther, Ed Wood, Ed Wood, Pink Panther, uh, Trading Places. Uh, those three. What's your favorite out of those three? The first Pink Panther. Yeah, everyone's in a gorilla suit in that. One. They go <coughs> to this costume what's, ball at the end, and what's the gorilla like suit? Ones. That sounds pretty good. What's the gorilla suit? What movie, what Edward movie has the gorilla suit in it? Robot Monster? Which is not an Edward movie. You mean Bride of the Monster? Oh, Bride of the Monster. But no, I think Robot Monster. Robot Monster, I think the alien is like a, has like an alien, like a, like a, almost like a deep sea diving helmet and then a gorilla suit. Yeah, I thought that was an Edward movie. Is that Bride? Bride I think that's Robot Monster. Bride of the Monster. Atom? Oh, it could be. I thought it was Robot Monster. <laughs> robot Monster. They both, they probably both have them. <coughs> I don't know. Ed Wood Gorilla Suit. Oh, Ed, Ed Wood Gorilla Movie. Bride and the Beast. Yeah. We were both wrong. Yeah. Well, you were, you were close. I was. I was close. But I think I prefer Robot Monster with like the sort of spaceship helmet on a on a gorilla suit yeah but that's not the name of a movie no it's robot monster that's the name of a movie robot monster yeah i think so i've never heard of robot monster uh, what this is like talking to gabe no this is like talking to gabe <laughs> okay uh, i I, I'm shocked at, at your at your at this black hole in your movie knowledge, Scott. Here, look. Here's what I when I type in "robot monster" to the Google image search. Wow! Yeah, got all that's those it. posters. That's the robot monster. That's you've it. seen these images, have you not? I have seen totally this? seen these images. Yeah, and I realized my outfit is not yet complete. You're right. <laughs> look at this poster. How great is this poster? It's pretty great. That's not what the movie looks like, but that's pretty great. Yeah. It's in 3D? Huh. That I didn't know. Unbelievable. Wow. But look, they've already made like action figures. Ooh, that skull. They made, The skull made it into the uh, action figure there. Wow. Gabe, you think Glenn Danzig has that action figure? He might. He might. And in fairness, I don't think that's an actual action figure. <coughs> it looks like one of those like... Famous monsters of what were those things called? Those unit, those like those modeling kits you put together, or like the glow in the dark Frankenstein. Famous monsters. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's something. what the name. We got to come up with something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I still don't think we've started the episode yet. Oh, we've almost ended the episode. There's a there's a reissue of There Went the Zoo DVD now on VHS. Tell me about this. Whose idea was it to make a VHS in 2022? Well, we know um, that you don't have a record player or a CD player. <laughs> so we were hoping that you had a VHS player. Me? Ben, do you have a VHS player? I think I do have one around here somewhere. It's not plugged in, a la Gabe. I got a good one. I got a really good one. It's got the wheel on it. Oh. So I'll be watching it. When we're finished with the Lifers movie, I want to put that out on VHS too. Wait, do you is this VHS is this VHS player currently like plugged into a system that you can use it on? It's right? ready to go. It's ready to be plugged in. Oh, at any, ready to be plugged at, in. At a moment's notice. And you have to rewind the tape when you're done playing it. <laughs> well, if you're not so kind, long. you probably won't rewind. <laughs> it's been but so long since I even played If you want to be kind, you should rewind. I haven't played a VHS in so many years, I forgot you had to do that. You kind of look like you're wearing a gorilla suit, Gabe. Your shoulders looked all puffy. No, I'm just... Gabe, we went by a bunch of uh, Amish places today. In Wyoming? Yeah. I was going to get you a hat to go with your beard. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with this. I only have a... I don't shave that much like I used to. I gave up. You gave up? Yes. I'm sure Heidi's happy about that. <laughs> he gave up. He gave up. <laughs> there's giving up and then there's gaving up. It's a whole another level. I gave level up of every giving. day. Every day I gave up. No, oh I'm not. Uh, you're talking about Amish? No. Uh, I thought it was only in Pennsylvania they had Amish people. You learned something new. Wyoming. You mean the Pennsylvania Dutch? Yes. The York people. The people from... They're not my people. York. York. <laughs> Anybody listening to the episode last week with Eddie? Any comments from last week's? Yeah. Ben? Yeah. Yeah, let me pull How'd that How'd that go? I forget. Man, that feels like forever ago. It feels like that happened last month. I apologize to Eddie for... For putting him on the line saying that he didn't think too quickly when he was posting on Twitter about the Moscow incident. Can we have a guest that you don't offend? I don't think I offended him. He said, don't be silly. He said, don't worry. I didn't offend him. But Steve Bannon is back in jail. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with Brett Favre? I don't know. What's he doing? I didn't. Uh, somebody said uh, he should go to jail. He's involved in some kind of, like, welfare scandal or something? I don't know anything about it. <clears throat> oh, this is not going well. This is, I can't, I can't think of one thing that we're talking about that's usable here. This is all gold here. Stop thinking about it, Scott. Just roll with it. <laughs> right, give, me, give me something to bite into here. Well, here's the comments from the Eddie Applebaum episode. Somebody said, I truly feel Local H should be playing fests like Desert Days and Levitation. What is Desert Days? I don't know. They say they think that there's this entire stoner psych rock underground that would be blown away by the live show. Have you ever tried to appeal to the entire stoner psych rock underground? Oh, yeah. We, you know, 
we've been trying to appeal to them for years. I mean, Ohm and Zombie came to see us the other day in, uh, well, not that they came to see us. They were in, they had a night off. So they, they, they went over. I get, there's kind of like some stoner type of thing going, right? So maybe, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're out on the road as a three, three piece. Uh, Dave Lugo is with us. He's, uh, we should get him on the show at some point. You want Dave? He's right over here. But we should put him on. Really, nothing to say. Dave, you you want to come over here and and, and talk? Could do. He's he's uh. Did he he's say the could Mr. do? Man. Yeah, he's like could do. He's like could I don't do. know, maybe maybe I'll come Canadian? over. I what mean, do that? you need me? What is could? Isn't that from like Canada in the 1950s? You mean could, could do? Yeah, could do. Could. Could do. He's like he's trying to be lethargic. That's his thing. Did you take a shower, Dave? I did finally. Finally, right? Yeah. So we're 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 like holed up in a suite. Can you see this? There's like oh yeah three beds. Yeah, three beds. It's like camp. Three beds in a single room like that. That's right. It's a single room where. Dave doesn't take showers. Are you in a Mormon community or something? Is this for the sister wives? I've never seen a hotel room with three beds like that. <laughs> it must be a thing. Wow. We're, we're in this... Uh, there's a lot of hotels. We're just off of I-80. And they have a... Uh, what do you call those? Like adult arcade type of truck stop type of with the DVDs and lingerie and oh. something's going on here. There's some, there's some, uh, there's some jamming and some swinging going on. This, this is for I, a thruple, but you'd think they would just have one huge, like extra king size bed, not the three singles or whatever those are. I'm not talking about our room. Nothing, no hanky panky's <laughs> happening in our you room. You guys are not a thruple. I'm talking about out there. I'm talking about truckers looking for a parking lot strange. Something is going on out there. <laughs> this is a safe place right here okay so you're not talking about this hotel's parking lot you're just saying in the yeah area. no i am talking about this hotel's oh. parking lot but not this hotel room okay there's no thruppling no going on here what are you talking about well it's early in the tour i don't know i'm at, I'm, I'm here to ask questions i don't know what's going on with you guys do we have nothing to talk about <laughs> that's the show the show with nothing to talk about it's a show about nothing. <laughs> That's the concept. That's the pitch. Then did you see Barbarian? I saw Barbarian, but I'm afraid to talk about it with you because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. No, why would we spoil it for anybody? Well, I don't know. what. G what can, Gabe, have what you can seen Barbarian? We... There's really not a whole lot you can say about it. That's what I'm trying to say. Sort of destroying it, isn't it? That's what I'm trying to say. I'll say I mean, this. they did a really good job with that trailer because they did not fucking ruin anything. Oh, I didn't watch the trailer. What were you because I read your thing saying don't know it, don't, don't. It's better not to know anything about it. So I took that seriously. Then we went and saw it that night, and we accidentally walked into what turned out to be an open caption screening. Mm. And I've been having this 
debate all week long at my job leading up to this accidental walking in on a screening because we're we're being asked to like hey are you gonna have any open caption films at the festival this year and why can't you show everything in open caption you know there's a big movement now with the disabilities crowd to which i am fast becoming uh a member of yeah <laughs> i went to go see bullet train a couple weeks ago and i couldn't understand a goddamn word oh was like, me either caption yeah. yeah yeah um but i but you know and i'm sort of sympathetic and being like okay you know i get it i wish there so i'm like the technology needs to happen where people can put on glasses just like 3d glasses they have that and they and when they look through the, no, they have something where it's like a device where you're like, it's on your seat back in front of you. So you're having right. to like look up and down. But I'm saying put glasses on so that when you're looking at the screen, you can see captions that nobody else has to who isn't wearing the glasses on the screen. That's got to be months away, right? Why haven't they invented that yet? But I, I said that to an ADA person. They're like, no, no, no. We People with disabilities don't want to stick out. We, you know, They don't want to have to wear special glasses that singles them out as having some sort of issue where they need to read the captions. I'm like, you know, I don't know. They would give a fuck. World. They would That's give what a I'm fuck thinking. about that. Who would care? People want to be treated. They want to be treated just like everybody else. They want the I, same. Everything. Gabe, you know, you're, you're a minority, right? Do you care about being treated like everybody else? Do you give a Am, fuck about that? Or would you, do you want special treatment? Am I disabled? <laughs> I didn't say you were disabled. I said you're a member of a minority. Well, let's, for the sake of argument, let's say that you are disabled. Go ahead. For what the sake open, of argument? What's open caption? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. Open anyway, caption. When you go to a movie, when you go to a movie and it's captioned. Okay. Now, this happened to me once. I walked into, and this is weird. The whole movie was in English screening. and they had the words. That's right. I went into a screening of Sound of Metal. And I thought, well, this is just ah. because it's about... Deaf people, obviously. Yeah. But then I realized it was a thing. Yeah. So here's the thing, Gabe, and this is what I want to say about sitting through this horror movie that I still enjoyed, but I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I would have without these stupid open captions. Right. First of all, you have to sort of, if you don't want to read the captions, you have to tr- sort of concentrate and train yourself not to look at the lower third Consciously of the screen. Consciously ignore them. Right, right. But you can't always, and then you see stuff, and you're, it, it would be one thing if it was just the dialogue, but it's all the sort of stage directions. It's like I ominous music starts playing now. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want you to tell me that there's ominous music playing. Like, I want to interpret that for myself, you know? And there's stuff like they, 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 they name characters. They name characters, and without, and we can cut this out if you feel like I'm spoiling this for something. There's like a thing where it says, like, the creature gasps and I'm like oh okay that's a creature I don't know I don't know who this character is yet but now you're telling me already what this fucking thing is and that pissed me off ruined my some of that movie for me I, 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 I'm I sorry I'm sorry guys. I, I, I had a great great time it's, it's a really lot of fun time. I'm not I, I still like the movie I think it's all about what they do with the, the structure I, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, but I understand how something like that could ruin it. Ruin anything. Yeah. It's a tough world. Ga- Gabe Gabe's still looks puzzled over there. I'm What's puzzled Gabe? because... Gabe, it's exactly like I'm sure you probably turn on captions on your TV all the time when you're watching oh, I hate stuff. It. I hate it. 
I turn them off every what, time. That's what they do at movie theaters now for a special screening so that people with hearing hearing disabilities can play along. I watch them with the captions all the time. I'd be I pissed. To. I'd be pissed if I paid to see a movie in the theater and there were captions on and it was English. I'd be pissed. Well, they say that. it's open caption. You know, if Ben was paying attention, and if I had been paying attention, we would have known. But in fairness to me, they don't. They were not advertising it that way. When I looked at my ticket, my electronic ticket after the fact, I saw, oh yeah, it says that, but it says it in a line with like recliners dolby atmos and it's just like it's they weren't calling attention to the fact that this was a fucking open caption screening i went to see a movie the other day or the other week and i actively thought maybe i'm gonna go to the open caption because i was like actually i'm this might be better (laughs) right 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 what was that movie Mm. It might have been uh, the George Miller movie. I can't really remember. Mm. Well, I don't know that you would have enjoyed Bullet Train anymore with the captions. I'm not sure understanding that dialogue is a help for that movie. A lot of good actors in it, though. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying the dialogue maybe was trying too hard. No, it's it's not a good movie. It's not. I don't even think Gabe would like it. I don't even know what that means. I know you don't. I'm I'm hearing all this stuff about Clerks Three. Why? Who who are you hearing about? My feed, my my social media feed. Everybody's seeing it. I can tell you who he's hearing it from. It's all Jerry, Jerry's laughter. <laughs> now, are you a fan of the first Clerks, Gabe? I don't remember. I mean, are I, you a I, fan I, of the second Clerks? I don't remember either. I I, well, I like some of Kevin Smith's movies, fu- but I, Clerks wasn't one of them that I said, hey, "Oh, this is I got to see it again." There's which not one, a which, single which Kevin there's Smith not a movie single did you want to see again? There's not a single. There's not a there's not a single good Kevin Smith movie, and not even Mallrats. Mallrats. No, Mallrats sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't suck. Yes, that's does. that's a really good movie. That's Mallrats movie. is famously like what was for a while like the one that everyone said this is terrible like. People, Kevin Smith fans were like, this is bad. I remember we saw that the weekend it came out, but we saw that the same weekend as Get Shorty. Now, Gabe <laughs> says Get Shorty is the worst movie ever made, oh, and is. he loves Mong Rats. Yes. And while I do appreciate that kind of moxie, you're wrong. You're, uh, you're absolutely wrong. Gabe, do you remember what it is about Get Shorty that rubs you the wrong way so much? Is it that... Oh, this is going to be good. Please tell us, Gabe. I couldn't tell you anything about the movie right today because I don't remember it. But if I try to sit through it again, I'd be pissed. Like, I got to see this twice and, and you think I'm going to change my mind? No way. Here's what we got to do. Here's what we got to do. We've got to do a double episode where we watch Mall Rats and Get Shorty in one sitting. And you're going to realize how fucking wrong you are. No. No chance. When was the last time you watched Mall Rats? It's been a while. It's been quite a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long, It might not age as while. well as I think it is supposed to, but that's okay. Uh, Has Kevin Smith done any of his movies in 3D? Has he re-released Clerks 1 in 3D? <laughs> he should 
release it with good dialogue. That would be nice. Yeah. I never liked any Kevin. The, the, the closest I came to liking Kevin Smith movie was Chasing Amy, which then everyone told me I was crazy and I should stop. So you like Chasing Amy? I remember liking it when I saw it in a theater. I never saw it again. But I remember not liking Clerks after everyone was like, oh, Clerks, you got to see Clerks. Like, oh, Chasing Amy, I think, is offensive. That, that movie really. Yeah, it is. Gets it is. Nerves. But it was a different time back then. It might, that might not age very No, no, no. Either. I'm not talking about offensive like that. I'm offended by how bad it is. That's what offends me. <laughs> There's nothing about I don't care about the lesbian stuff. That doesn't offend me. It, it offends me that he gets laid for the first time by Joey Lauren Adams and he writes a whole shitty movie for her. I mean, that, that's what I got out of it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good take. <laughs> what, what do you consider to be the worst of all the bad Kevin Smith's movies? I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I hated Clerks. Uh, I had, I didn't really have a problem with Mallrats, but I know it's awful. You know, I recognize that it's a terrible, terrible movie and it's not as good as Get Shorty. Um, Chasing Amy, I actively hate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dogma is dog shit. Mm -hmm. I saw Tusk. uh... Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, you really. That was terrible. What about Red State? Is that a Kevin Smith movie? I've heard about that, but I haven't seen it. What about the one with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan? Thanks, babe. Um, Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Oh! I don't know what that is. It's like a buddy cop movie, and famously, Kevin Smith just talked shit about what an asshole Bruce Willis was. Although, now in retrospect, it might have been the beginning of the aphasia. Well, that's not cool to talk shit about Bruce Willis, is it? No. I mean, you know. You didn't Have aphasia? you seen Kevin Smith lately? Aphasia. That's what Bruce has. Uh, have I that's... seen him lately? Because Kevin Smith is like a toothpick, like emaciated, like Crypt Keeper version of himself. He lost like three quarters of his body weight and he's just like a weird, like bobblehead looking Kevin Smith. He had a heart attack. Yeah. So good for Kevin Smith. Yeah. Is Apatia where you go bald? No, al- no, no. Alopecia. Yeah. Aphasia is what Willis has. Like, you have trouble... Spell it. I think it's A-P-H-A-S-I-A. G-I-A? Oh, G-I-A? G-I-A. Where'd you get What G-I-A? is it, though? You can't speak? G-I-A. G-I-A. What? Yeah, you have trouble forming... You have trouble... Getting your thoughts out. Kind of like us things. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is the aphasia cast. <laughs> you know, we've been talking for 48 minutes, so we're not... And none of it is usable. <laughs> this is gold. It's all shit. We haven't even started the episode yet. There's nothing for us to talk about. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you know what we might have to do, Ben? Yeah. We might Start have to do a song imploder. We might need something to save this episode. And yep. by God, it might have to be Song Imploder. That's a crutch that we might have to use. It is a crutch. It is, a, it is not a crutch <laughs> that I wanted to lean on this quickly. But people people liked it, Ben. It was, it was, it was a good bit. Huh? Now, what song should we implode, though? Hmm. Well, you know, 
it's it, it uh, the problem is it seems like this is a great time to talk about here comes the zoo songs but you've been doing that on social media anyway so it feels like well I already, we just heard about this song so who cares well we can delve in deeper. even deeper i mean you know well everybody seems excited and i don't know why i'm getting the vibe that people are really coming out now for uh what would you have me do should we do what would you have me do i think so here we go you're listening to song imploder where musicians take apart their songs and piece by piece tell the story of how they were made and then talk shit about those songs and make you embarrassed you asked about them in the first place my name is ben reiser on this episode of Song Imploder, I'll be speaking once again to Scott Lucas and Gabe Rodriguez, this time about the writing and recording of What Would You Have Me Do, the all-encompassing 25-minute epic that serves as the climax and denouement of the album Here Comes the Zoo. And now, Scott Lucas. We had been writing songs for like three years, two or three years, and we had about 30, 35 songs. And then when we finally decided to put a record out with Palm, they're like, you're not ready. Michael, we were working with Michael Lago, who had worked with Metallica. And he's like, you're not ready. I, I think you need to write another couple songs. And I was like, are, are you kidding? We gave you 30 songs. How the fuck am I not ready? So we had this argument, and I was like, you know, fuck off. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I got the feeling that he's heard that before. So he just kind of, like, dealt with it. And I hung up the phone, and uh, I went to go see Almost Famous. And it kind of calmed me down. And, and so the two songs that I wrote were Hands in the Bible and What Would You Have Me Do? And they liked both of them. They thought both of them were great. Now, I wasn't too crazy about What Would You Have Me Do. Um, I just thought it was kind of uh, unremarkable, you know? And it really wasn't going anywhere for me. You just go undefeated, take your pride and need it. Crawl back beaten, sources are depleted. Can you take the final hit and admit that you were wrong? And so in, in order to sort of get excited about it, I came up with this idea that I kind of, like a coda that would sort of be like the coda at the end of The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. somewhere else and then you know that's what makes that song is that coda so i figured if i could do something with this it would turn the song into something that i'd get excited about i think it's a good riff and i think it's a good melody and i think the lyrics are good i mean it, it says everything i wanted to say but there's really nowhere for it to go the ending just becomes like the the shark at the end of jaws the book not the movie so i wanted it to like you know be explosive like the end of the movie 
Jaws. Why are you son of a bitch? So once that happened, I mean, not only did the song hinge on that, the whole record suddenly became different. Like it changed the tenor of the entire album. And um, that's when it was like, oh, I know what this record's about. I know how to make this record. And, I, and that's when the record sort of started to have a purpose. You know, cause like I said, we had like 30, 35 songs, too many songs to choose from. So it was really hard to sort of focus and figure out what this record was gonna be. That, that's when it became an, a, a key track. This, we have to end the record this way. And you know, the way it's laid out is the end of side one has Baby Wants to Tame Me, which at that point was the longest song we'd ever recorded. And then the end, end of side two is more than doubled. You know, it's like all in about 25 minutes. It, it had to end the record. I mean, you can't go anywhere else after that. Once it became about like having a bunch of guests, there was this idea that the record would sort of be like a hip hop record featuring this person, featuring that person, you know. And so I was like, all right, we should set this record up like that. So every song features a different person. Then the idea was like, once these people come in, let's have them redo their bits during the coda of what would you have me do? It'd like say with, if Gabe came in and did, you know, I will or keep your girlfriend or something like that. We're like, all right, now let's have you do keep your girlfriend in that last song. Or if Josh was singing uh, the You Got It, he sat there at the end and, you know, sang You Got It for 10 minutes. And then he had to do a harmony for that, you know. Or, you know, Shanna had to sing Give Me Money, Give Me Blow over and over and over for eight minutes. So you had to stagger it. And so it just kept more and more and more. And, you know, that, that, that applied to everything, like even uh, sounds that we're doing. Like if there's an organ sound, it's like, oh, how can we put that into that last bit? It just got out of control. It was crazy. Like if you came to the session and guested on a song, you had to show up for the curtain call. And if it wasn't working, we'd figure out a different way to do it. I mean, I had most of the stuff worked out anyway but then it's also got stuff in there that's like you know it's it's really it's really hard to tell what's going on a lot of the times like josh and i are like both kind of sewing our balls off and you know it was this thing when you mix it it was kind of like trying to feature stuff and then once it was there and it was in your ear nick would sort of bring it down and then bring in the next part and that would be louder and then once it was there it would sort of come down it was a bear to mix you know, that's one of the reasons why we moved studios. We were in, in New Jersey. We had to go to uh, New York because, you know, speaking of Jaws, Jack goes, we're going to need a bigger boat. And, you know, so it just got crazy. But the, the, the idea was always there. And, that, and that's what made the song exciting. And in a lot of ways, it's what made the record exciting. But even the live version, although it's impossible to reproduce everything from the record live still when we play it live you know the main point of playing it is because we get to play that that coda we get to play that one chord over and over and you know get really heavy and make a bunch of noise I mean, that's the best part about playing the song you know so it's like the the meat of the song 
everything before the coda is it that's the actual song but it's also the, the least for me the least interesting part of the song not that it doesn't have a good melody not that it doesn't have a good riff but it's just like that's all stuff that you get out of the way so you can get to the fun part Rodriguez. Just that song reminds me of, like every New Year's Eve, you know, you, you play it and it's like because you have to. But I don't know yes. if there's been a New Year's Eve that hasn't had that song since 2002. Well, that that's the thing. It was the lyrics for the coda were written on New Year's Eve. And I, w- I went to the uh, practice space to get to pick up the equipment or, or, or to meet to load out to go to play. I don't know where we were playing that year. Like double door or bottom lounge or I, I or metro i can't remember where but it was like it was super cold and just the words hold tight it's new year's eve it will be cold tonight and then that was it that was just that was written walking to the space on broadway to pick everything up for that show that night Walking is, you know, I've never owned a car, you know, so like I would spend a lot of time walking around Zion, you know, you know, walking from someplace to, or walking to school or walking to a movie. So, I mean, for me, like just walking and not having stuff stuck in your ear holes and just not thinking about anything. And, and that's when like a lot of ideas come for me, you know, and a lot of lyric writing does get done on, on walk on walks. That that was easy enough. The stuff that I can't believe that I that I used to do was uh, remember riffs. And I had this theory that was like, if the riff is good enough, it will come back. And that usually happened. But there's got to be a few things that I missed, you know. So when we were recording the vocals for uh, Bryn Mawr Stomp, I did, I did the vocals on top of this studio in downtown New York. Uh, I, I can't 
it was a Skyline Studios or I think is that's what it was called. I can't really remember what there was four four or five different studios, uh, but they they put me up on a, the roof of the studio and mic'd me up, and then they put another mic outside the window of the studio so you could sort of hear like especially when I'd scream you could sort of hear the echo and they were going to mix that in and that's why you know you hear that siren go by uh, in the second verse of Bryn Mawr Stomp so what you hear at the end is is that mic hanging out the window there is a scream going on and, 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 that, and that's me up on the roof And so, like, I, I think at one point we forgot it was out there. So we were inside listening to playback and like, hey, that, you know, that microphone's still out there. So that, that also, you know, was part of the thing. That was a sort of field recording curtain call. You know, there's one bit, there's one bit at the end during the chords where uh, the, the chord plays and the feedback goes... <laughs> slows all the way down and then it hits again that's a callback to the end of uh, hands on the bible where it slows down so like there's tons of stuff that's in the song and it's all meant to reference stuff that happened before and there's stuff in there that's like even beyond the guests and, and all that kind of crap and the musical elements they call those easter eggs now yeah is that what they call them? and now in its entirety here's local h what would you have me do
song exploded. Boom. I mean, imploded. By the way, <clears throat> by the way, we there was an announcement of the vinyl. Here comes a zoo double record from Bruder Panda, with a little help from GMP. It's gonna be. It's our pre release now, pre order. Yeah. But maybe we'll get it before too long. Hopefully, maybe. We might get it before the second leg of this tour. We'll see what happens. Crush As they say, fingers crossed. Right, right. I know. <clears throat> so, you know, hopefully it'd be good. So I was watching Magic the other day, Ben, because, mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, if people are coming to this tour and they're, they have a phobia of ventriloquist dolls and dummies, content warning. There's, the, the, the stage is littered with these fuckers. Um, so I watched Magic the other day, and we should probably do a 70s movie episode. Have you ever seen Magic, Gabe? No. Should really? I have? Should I have? Is it, is it a good one? I'm a little surprised that you've never seen it. I don't is think it I because you're afraid of it? No. I'm not afraid of it because I don't know what it is. Maybe you've seen it. What do you think? Ben, you think you've seen it? Uh, isn't that part of the trilogy of terror? No. Because I'm afraid of that. No. <laughs> it's with Anthony Hopkins, and he plays a ventriloquist. And he's got that. Did you see the 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 thing, the little yes. commercial that I saw it. John did? So that didn't ring a bell. If that didn't ring a bell, then you probably haven't seen it. No. Burgess Meredith plays his manager. No, doesn't ring a bell. Wow, I'm surprised. The amazing thing about that movie, I mean, the the one thing that you're like, what? It's like that it's directed by Richard Attenborough. Right. That is crazy. And I always forget. And then I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) What is going on here? I don't know. 70s were a strange time, I guess. It's true. So maybe we won't get Dave on the show. Dave who? Dave Lugo? Yes. (laughs) I have to get him some other time. He's he's the, the third... Wheel. The third uh, leg or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> like the, the penis? W- <laughs> I'm not calling him a dick or anything. No, he's the third wheel, the third member. Dave, the- Gabe's saying you're a dick, a penis. <laughs> a third leg. <laughs> Could be. Could he's the mystery do. man. Nobody knows who he is or what he's doing. When you... When you first heard the word penis when you were a kid, Gabe, how did you think it was spelled? Just how it is. Just how it is. It's, you it's, thought it was with an I because I thought it was with a U. Penis. I think Gabe still thinks it's with a U. <laughs> <laughs> it's phonetically spelled the way I thought it was. Is that a word? So you thought it was penis, not penis. Now, here's a related question. That... Hulu comedy show with the two fully adult females play 15-year-olds. Pen 15. Do you you call it pen 15 or are you supposed to call it penis? What? Because it's spelled pen 15, but I think it's quite obviously supposed to be sort of like a 7th grader's idea of a joke. 
I'm going to have to watch this. It's called Pen 15. Yeah. It's great. Ryan's a big fan. He, he would probably know. Ryan, are you here? Is it a show, movie, or a sitcom? What is it? It's a show. It's a sitcom. It's a co- yeah. I don't know. You, I don't think you call things sitcoms anymore. But it is a half-hour comedy show. Is there a situation? I guess so. Is it comedic? It's a sitcom drama. I feel like there's some drama in it. Is there drama in it? Hmm. I haven't watched it much. I watched. It gets better and better. You need to watch season two, and I think there's a third season. No, I, I, I can't watch. TV shows where they tell me it gets better. I don't. I don't have to. There's too many good shows. There's a lot of bad shows. Exactly. Did either of you watch the Emmys? Watched some of it. I don't understand why they were saying that that Keenan guy was the host because all I heard was that female MC talking over everything. Ryan, is it pen fifteen or penis? Do you hear that? <laughs> Something along the lines of could do. No, he said it depends on which club you want to be in. What, well, what club do you want to be in? Well, Saturday is probably Pen 15. Saturdays are pe- for Pen 15? I don't know what that means. I don't know if you want to be in the Pen 15 club. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. I'll have to watch it. Gabe hasn't seen it. What? <laughs> Ryan, you look like the dummy that you're in, is on the stage with you. No, he looks like the guy from uh, White Lotus. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Who won an Emmy, I think. Yeah, he won an Emmy. Finally. Well, the same can't be said of Ree Seaborn. I always thought it was Rhea, but I heard them say Ree. Who's that? From Better Call Saul. Oh, she, she didn't win? Chance. No, she lost to that woman from um, uh, Ozark who won like three times in a row. It's like, okay, <laughs> give it straight up bullshit. Yeah. She was really good. They probably gave it to her because of the way she said <laughs> in the second well, to last episode. Well, that's enough. That sometimes. was the best reading of the word <laughs> I've ever ever heard because she just like oh, she really let it hang out that was that was amazing like is there a better is there a better <laughs> is what you just asked that's that's what i'm asking is there better than julia what's her name julia something julia louis dreyfus no, whoever the actress is who we're talking about, who played Julianne Moore. Yeah, not her. That's not, and no, that's not. <laughs> that's was, that's yeah. not the same. That is the best. We're gonna have to bleep right. this out. We're bleeping this out. I, I can't take it. It'll be good with bleeps. It'll be better with bleep. Maybe we should bleep. I should try to throw in as many bleeps in this episode as we can. That'll make no, it sound like there's content that we're talking about. But when people actually. like. I mean, is there a better line? Like, what's the best line in all of filmdom? In what? Hot fuzz. When he goes, can I get any to drink? Oh. <laughs> no, that's uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead yeah. 
<coughs> I know one. Here's a good one from uh, Exorcist. Do you know what she did, your ting daughter? Ting, that's good. I have a listicle here of the ten sweariest movies ever made. Okay. That number ten is a movie that I don't think I've seen. Maybe I have. I said, oh yeah, I've seen this. This is like the John Favreau follow-up to this Made. Did you ever see Made, made with Vince Vaughn made. and Favreau? Uh-huh. But boxing. Yeah, two hundred ten, huh? Two hundred ninety-one f bombs, three per minute, in a ninety-four minute film. How many? Nine. Well, it doesn't get it doesn't get into that sadly okay. enough. Number nine is what? Number nine is Harsh Times with Christian Bale. Nice. Two hundred ninety-six f bombs. That's a good one. Number eight is Narc. You like that, Joe Carnahan? I like Narc. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred ninety-seven f bombs. Number seven. Here's another movie you like, Goodfellas. No three in Goodfellas. There's no in Goodfellas. No. Do you remember any in Goodfellas, Gabe? No, but I can't believe we're having this conversation. Go ahead. There's 300 f bombs in Goodfellas, two per minute, because it's 100. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's let's talk about Gabe. Gabe, you're out. Out of what? Out of this. You don't want this to go on anymore, do you? Ooh, sexy beast. Sexy beast has got it. Ben Kingsley. Oh. Ben Kingsley knows how to say. Gandhi? Yes. Richard Attenborough. Ah. Did you see Gandhi? I saw Gandhi. Wow. I, I, I actually, he hasn't I seen Magic. He's seen Gandhi, though. I don't know if okay. I saw Gandhi. Uh, but I will watch it if it's on. Go Have on. you ever seen Sexy Beast? Is Sexy Beast on this list? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm finding out in real time with you. I'm scrolling only okay, as far so as Okay, so the last one was Goodfellas. Right, number six, and so I think these are getting swearier as they go, obviously. Right. Number six is Summer of Sam, the Spike Lee movie. Wow. 300 F-bombs, and the sweariest line. They have the sweariest line of all these movies. Okay, what is it? The sweariest line, I, I don't know if I've seen this movie all the way through. Maybe it's I have. It's a good movie. Uh, Diana, whoever that is, says, I'm a slut, you're calling me a slut, you low-life piece of shit, you f- my cousin. You didn't think I knew about that. I smelled her juice all over your f***ing face, oh. you f***ing sick bastard. How dare you? And all this time I'm thinking there's something wrong with me, you perverted sick That's not a line. That's a lot of lines. What, what, yeah. What's the sweariest line in Goodfellas? Uh, Jimmy Conway. What's the f***ing matter with you? What? What? What is the f***ing matter with you? What are you, stupid or what? Tommy, I'm kidding with you. What the are you doing? What are you, f***ing sick maniac? I say that all the time. All right, we're to five now? Yep. Okay. Here's a movie I love, and I can't believe it's on this list. Running Scared from 2006 with Paul Walker. You ever wow. see this one? Oh, well, I thought you were talking about the one with uh, no. Billy, Billy Crystal, Crystal and, and Gregory, Gregory Hines. Hines. <laughs> no, have you seen this, Running Scared? It's a big Directed favorite of Gabe's. Wayne Kramer? No. I have seen that, Running Scared. It's not bad. Yeah. That's got, their sweariest line has in it. Teresa says, I said back off you sick twisted it's not bad you made, you made me feel a little gross when you said that yeah uh number four you ever see this movie twin town sounds foreign yeah it is how do you say this guy's name reese ephons yes that's right and his younger brother lear 
Ifan stars the Lewis twins, who the spend all twins? their time. They're, they're, they are the Lewis twins. They spend all their time engaging in timeless, not exclusively Welsh pursuits of joyriding and recreational drug abuse. But yeah, they're Welsh. It's a Welsh film. So it's a, it's a, um, in the shadows, train spotting. Right, exactly. Yes, train spotting next. No. A movie that I don't know that I've ever heard of. So I have, I, I'm scared for the rest of this list because who knows? They seem to have gone wherever they want it. Uh, Alpha Dog? Okay. You know this Moving movie? Moving on. Yeah, okay, I've heard good. of Alpha Dog. Oh. Number two, Casino. Hey, Gabe, you've seen Casino, right? I made it through the movie. It was good. I mean, it's long. I saw Casino in New York at the Zigfield. You know what was funny just now? Gabe just did like sort of a um, Brady Bunch thing. I said, I saw the Zigfield, and Gabe looked up at you in the square and was like, what do you think of that, Ben? <laughs> yeah, right, was, what, it op- was it opening night? Mm, it was opening week. And then afterwards, we went to dinner and at this Italian restaurant. And not only were uh, Winona Ryder and Dave Perner there, but Bruce Springsteen was having dinner with Max Weinberg, and Max Weinberg had just gotten the, the Conan O'Brien gig. Max Weinberg picks up the check. And then after dinner, Springsteen walks out, walked down the street. No, no, no security, no anything, just walked out, walked down the street. Presumably to swim across the, to the lake Back to Jersey, right? <laughs> the lake, yeah. We don't call them lakes in New York, but yeah, the body of water. The channel. The channel. The Hudson River. Yeah. Uh, number one is not as, um, uh, you know, it's not as exciting as it should be. Nil by mouth, the Gary Oldman. Oh, nice. Nice. But the sweariest lines got a lot of in it. You want to hear? Okay, here we go. Gabe, you this ready must for this? be spoken by Ray Winstone, who I think is the star of this movie. Nice. Give me my kids, you <laughs> Give me my kid out here now. F- you, she's my kid. Get her out here now. And f- bury you. My kid, you. F- you. F- get her out here. Get her out here. I'll f- kill you. Look at this. F- go back inside, you nosy. F- you f- nosy. F- do you. Go inside. Go inside. I'll f- smash your window. F- kick your door down, and I'll throw you out the window, you. I'm surprised that number one wasn't kindergarten cop. <laughs> I got a lot of questions for you. Yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he <laughs> In the in the remake that I'll never watch of Bad News Bears, did they use as much foul language and did they do the racial epithets like they do in the original? Yes, they do. You should watch it. And the one thing there there's there's a scene where they're singing cocaine. All the kids are singing cocaine at a Hooters. That sounds it's a great funny. movie. It's a very good movie. But Ben will never watch it. I, I would like to see it, but... You should watch it. All right, that's another one of our episodes where you can all sit and watch the remake of Bad News. Which is great. All right, I think we've got an episode here. Oh, I think boy, do we've we. We've got something. <laughs> get, that bleep, get that bleeper working. Yeah. Gabe. We might get thrown off of here after this. Don't one. be such a...
We might get booted. Booted by who? The police? <laughs> I'll see you next Tuesday. We're gonna get me. We're gonna get me dude for this attitude that we have towards. Listen, if we were British, <laughs> nobody would give it a second thought. We're not British. Uh.